Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super excited because I am speaking with the founder of 10 Deep, Mr. Will Ranscombe. After starting his career, Will was in investment banking and asset management, which was way too boring for him. And he went on to be the CEO of Click for five years. And while under control of Click, it quadrupled its revenues and went from a loss making to a profitable organization uh, getting prepared for sale. Uh, Will's also managed the commercial side of auto design, taking on the international OEM manufacturing for the likes of Logitech and BW. And now he's on his show with a recently launched, very soon launched on Indiegogo called Tend Deep. Will, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Hey, Roy. Well, yeah, thanks very much for uh, having me on and the kind words. Um, yeah, great day to be on here because, you know, Tend's live on Indiegogo started today. Already seen some sales coming in, so pretty happy and yeah, really excited to talk to you about it. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited. I know the uh, the audience is going to have a great amount of information to download on this one. So let's go all the way back. Uh, I think it was only like a year and a half ago or so when this all started. But talk to the audience a little bit about what inspired you to create Ten Deep. Um, yeah, so as you sort of touched on, um, we we have a business at the moment which is OEM manufacturing, and that's you know that's great, but bit like investment banking a little bit boring and so once we kind of it was always our dream to sort of get the manufacturing going for other people they take the sales risk um, and then once we have a reasonable war chest from there you know we've then got the uh, ability and the capital to go ahead and launch our own brands and our own products and we've been messing around for a couple of years with a few different ideas of products and then I had was really lucky to be introduced to a guy who unfortunately is going to remain anonymous for this podcast, but he is a physiotherapy physiotherapist at one of the leading soccer clubs in the UK. In fact, that said soccer club has just won the league. And so he and he's been working in physiotherapy for 15 years um, at various different Premier League clubs, but he's the, the winning one at the moment. And he was saying, you know, everyone is talking about these massage guns. Um, Theragun, all these things, and, these, and we were just talking about it. And he's like, these, these things are great for muscles, but he says so many of the players have these real little niggles, these problems that are really in their tendons, in their ligaments, and the Theraguns, these big massage guns, just just don't fix them. And he said the guns are great. You know, players go off on international duty or they go off on an away game. He can pack them off with a Theragun. Here's your homework, uh, Mister Soccer Star, and then they keep up their rehab. But any problems with tendons, they have to be in the club. There has to be a physio there working on it. And he said, he's, when I just thought, hang on a minute, there's got to be a way we can solve this problem. There's got to be a way we can deliver something that can be used at home, both by professional athletes, but also by, you know, Joe Bloggs on the street. So we work very closely with him 
as to work out how could we do it. So, you know, he is, he's the sort of the brains of the operation. And then with our background in manufacturing, we were able to take the characteristics he needed from the product, but then also deliver something that works, that's reliable and, you know, is, is um, you know, not crazy expensive. Because some of the tools out there to treat tendinopathy is like $1,000 plus which is great if you're a professional soccer player, but if you have tennis elbow, you know, that's not really a viable option or going to see a physiotherapist, you know, once a week's costing you a hundred bucks. And so we landed on using vibration uh, because that allows the tendon to really be targeted. Um, and by applying vibration to the tendon for about 10 minutes, it helps ease the pain and it basically lets you move better. So pre-workout, post-workout, you apply 10 deep to your tendons and you'll be moving better. So that's kind of where it started. And then with the help of um, our anonymous friend uh, and the players at this said uh, soccer club, we were able to go through iterations of testing, trying to work out actually what shape is best to really get into those tendons. And then we landed on 10 deep, which you can see on Indiegogo today. And as well as um, Steve, uh, sorry, as well as the anonymous chap, we've also had a former rugby union international called Mark. Mark Robinson used to play for the All Blacks professional rugby career of 15 years. He has, and excuse my language, buggered his knees after yeah. his professional sporting career. Um, and, um, you know, I, I he was very interested in trying the product. So I gave it to him and we sort of checked in every once in a while. And after six months, you know, he's like, Will, this is just a fantastic product. Like, you know, throughout my career, I've had pain in my knees. I've had problems with movement. I use Tend every day and every day my movement's better. So thanks very much. I'll buy you a beer. So I was there like, it well, that's how it should work. Maybe I should be buying you the beer, but hey, hey, he's the one buying me the beer. So I'm happy. Beautiful. So it sounds like, you know, again, we, we've done a lot of interviews with a lot of folks that have, you know, worked in the health and wellness space and have created products around this. This one seems like it not necessarily is very unique to, let's just say, the weekend warrior, but a multitude of different careers where you have pain that these therapeutic percussion instruments just can't reach. Yeah. So how is it that, you know, in terms of the use case for this, it's able to, you know, reach such a broad audience? I think primarily because of its pinpoint accuracy. So because it's, it's quite small, I mean... Um... I can't. Are you? Am I going to be on fit on camera or not? I can't remember off this. Or are you just listening? You're on everything. Yeah. Right. Well, if you just give me two <laughs> seconds, I can just go and run and get one, and then people can see what it looks. I'd like. love to see it. Let's do that. Getting a live demo here on Art of the Kickstart. I'm loving this. Here we go. Because I know we have a lovely video on Indiegogo, um, but this is then a bit easier for people to see the size and yeah. how it works. So this end here really allows for pinpoint accuracy. So as I said, when we were developing, it was primarily around the sort of physiotherapy, kind of, you say, weekend warrior and, you know, international sports stars. But actually, you know, we did a wide range of user testing with other physiotherapists and incidental use found that actually it was really great for carpal tunnel syndrome, which a lot of desk workers get, because again, it can really get into your hand in here where the pain is. And really allows access, whereas a massive, great thudding theragun is great for your quads, great for your glutes. But it's yeah. just not going to not going to fly there. And then similarly, we've had people use it who had terrible arthritis, and again, it just frees up the movement. Because if you imagine that their joints and their tendons are locked together, if you imagine someone poor got really bad arthritis like this, allows you to get in into these gaps and really open up the hands and just allow that better movement, allow people to move better. 
So it's really the sort of pinpoint accuracy and the vibration therapy, which allows it to really work for such a broad range of um, conditions. Because we were really surprised. As I said, we really were focusing focusing on tendinopathy. And it was just fantastic when we were getting this feedback coming in from people being like, hey, look, I mean, it's really good for that. But have you thought about, you know, marketing for carpal tunnel and for arthritis and things like that? So it really is a fantastic product with multiple, multiple uses. Yeah, let's talk about that because I think sometimes we just had a recent interview maybe a few months ago uh, with the creator of Heavies. Yeah. And what Heavies was, they tested multiple different genres of music listeners to figure out which ones resonated best with their heavy headphone you know, product that they created. And the heavy metal genre niche, if you will, community resonated the most with it. So I'm interested to hear how you tested the different marketplaces and found out different use cases for this product. So it was primarily through just through incidental use by other physiotherapists and friends. And actually, that was one of the, um, you know, one of the leading reasons for us doing a Kickstarter rather than maybe going straight to e-com is because it's an opportunity to test quite a wide audience and see how people react to the different genres is it sport you know is it is it work or is it just simply play so like a, other hobbies such as musical instruments because it certainly was a concern uh, and i'm going to be quite honest here but it's quite it was a concern for me is are we being jack of all trades master of none so as a marketeer are you saying okay you know normally a marketeer would want to be like pinpoint accurate right this is my customer they are right. you know it's steve or it's sarah they're 30 to 35 they live in you know metropolis areas they love you know going to crossfit and so sort of having language that can really you know it applies to you know athletes people in sedentary desk jobs but also older people with arthritis could be a bit of a nightmare but i think that's one of the great things about a kickstarter is it allows you to trial different audiences um, and see what resonates gather that data and then when we transition from a sort of crowdfunding indiegogo into a more traditional e-commerce platform we'll have some data to be able to test that so we kind of feel this is one of the great things about crowdfunding it kind of supercharges your your data collecting because if we just chucked it online you basically trial and error and it takes a lot of money and a lot of time to get actually data sets that then giving you give you meaningful learnings, um, but that's one of the great things I think about um, is say about crowdfunding because we will be able to hopefully in a forty day period understand right who really is re- you know our marketing who's it resonating with, and then be able to take those learnings forward. Yeah, and it's actually you know an, an additional subset of that right in terms of who's buying it because typically we're only seeing the early adopters yeah. come on board yeah. and be willing to pre purchase a product wait five months for it to get shipped and delivered before they yeah, can have yeah. an experience with it. Right. Yeah. Where then once it's on e-commerce or Amazon or whatever it may be, that's when you'll kind of see some of the, the early, you know, the, the later adopters, if you will, the laggards yeah. kind of taking it on board and then really finding out what is that true community that's tapping into it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the design, because I think it's a really unique design that you've created where it's rechargeable and you've gone through dozens of different iterations of this, which, again, you know, most inventors of hardware products and anything that has, you know, a a technology component to it typically has many issues, stumbles, lots of learnings along the way, no failures, just learnings. 
Um, yeah. So let's talk, right. talk to the audience a little bit about some of those learnings that you've had along the way and maybe something that would help them kind of leapfrog, um, you know, getting their product to market quicker. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of the main thing that we, we've been very lucky with um, and which is what I've sort of alluded to earlier is that we are, you know, our, our business is manufacturing. So we've been lucky that we are exposed to some quite interesting manufacturing techniques. Also, we're very close to our supply chain. Our designer, Rob, lives in China. He's at the factory every day. So the benefit for us with that is he's designing what, and I'm going to be really rude here to design agencies, but I don't care. Uh, He's designing a product that can be made really, really well, very, very simply, rather than something that looks amazing. The amount of projects that come to our factory that are put together by often West Coast-based certain San Francisco design agencies, which look amazing. I've got these amazing presentations. But then when you actually try and make the thing, they're like, yeah, we can make it, but it's going to cost you like 300 bucks. And they're like, yeah, we want to sell it for 100. And it's like, well, you know, that's it looks good and you you know and it is i'm sure it looks lovely but it doesn't work uh well it does work but it's really expensive and we have had so many of those projects that we then had to pick up and basically redesign and say this is how you can actually make something that's that we can reliably manufacture at a commercial price so that's really one of the main sort of benefits we've seen which is how we've turned it around so quickly you know because it's like a year and a half really that we've been going on this this thing from sort of concept into a product that's like it's ready to go right um, yeah and that's amazing because of how fast that is i mean yeah. again yeah. for something this technical in innovative medical device type of thing usually we're years and years of development and testing and iterations and all of that but you've sped through that process obviously with your diverse background in the manufacturing and the engineering side yeah and and that, and that really have to shout out to rob rob scott who's our, my fellow founder He's fast asleep in China, so couldn't join us. Um, but, you know, he's really the brains of the operation when it comes to that. You know, he's done a fantastic job of getting this thing going and, and, and into a product that really, really works. And obviously, the we, we mustn't forget my anonymous friend with his insight, you know, 15 years as a high-level physio. He was very, very good to just shut us down with some of our original ideas. He's just like, no, that's gimmicky. That doesn't work. Um, yep. you need to it needs to be better like you need to you know like rather than trying to be nice and being like because sometimes you need those harsh lessons you don't need a fan club you need someone who's going to be like no no mate sorry yep. <laughs> Go back to the drawing board uh, and it just allows us to turn things around pretty quickly and then i think the other point with um the materials is also thinking about some of the other kind of benefits or uh, let's say benefits but how how are you going to use this thing right that's and that again is where Rob's fantastic at thinking about the materials. So you know, if we're talking about someone who is uh, who's, who's using it, maybe has arthritis, their grip isn't going to be very good. So right. that's why Rob created a handle that can be held like this. So someone who doesn't have really strong grip can still really get into those nooks and crannies because some right. of the original ones had like funky thick grips like this that look cool, and then we actually landed on this one. Because it means if you're, you know, if you do struggle with grip, you can really get it in your hand like that and get in there. Um, and then the other, other, I've got two more cool points for the design, and then we, then I'll, I'll, I'll stop with that. Um, is the material? So we were looking at what can we use, and then we were talking to Steve, and some of the things he was saying was actually what's quite nice with when using this, or when physios are using some of their traditional tools is heat. 
And so by using aluminium, which is a great conductor, um, you know, you can just pop it in some hot water for a few minutes, take it out, and then you get some nice and warm. Uh, Really simple. Like, because some of the people would be like, well, let's put a heating element in it and let's put a little button on that makes it heat up and it takes five minutes. And you're like, actually, guys, you need to do that. Like, that's going to make it more expensive. It's probably going to break. Whereas if we choose a material that's naturally conductive, just pop it in hot water and ready to go. And then the other thing, because sustainability is very important at the moment, um, is everyone's like, recycle plastic, recycle plastic. Aluminium. It's been recycled since World War II. You know, oh. people were like having to melt down, you know, aluminium things to build more tanks, guns during World War Two. The process is so well developed that it, you know, there's no question that is it going to be recycled? Is it not? You know, is it this? It's not. It just works. So yeah. the material is, you know, ticks ticks the boss boxes in terms of its um, functionality and the idea that you can, you know, heat it up for added benefit, but also it's just one of the most sustainable materials out there 75 percent of the world's aluminium that's ever been mined is still in use today so whilst everyone's talking about ocean plastic they recycle plastic recycle plastic recycle plastic aluminium guys that's your substrate that's the substrate so will i know the campaign just launched on indiegogo but any nuggets of wisdom for someone that's about to launch their campaign or an interesting learning that you've had along the way of doing the pre-campaign marketing efforts um, I'd say, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it was really interesting tapping into being able to see. So I'm not a marketeer by uh, trade. Um, and so I, I'm quite a novice, particularly when it comes to digital marketing. And so actually seeing, you know, the Wizards of Ensis tapping into the different, you know, audience groups within Facebook, I thought was very interesting. And actually how you can quite easily, you know, end up somewhere where you didn't think you would but actually you're getting quite a lot of interest in it and how, and, and, and actually, and again, a marketing agency is going to shoot me down and say, you don't need to spend an awful lot of money. Like the data you get back from it. I mean, obviously you do have to spend, but I was surprised at the trial and pleasantly surprised about the trial. Um, uh, I should call it meta now, not Facebook meta advertising. We did. It doesn't require a huge spend to find your niche. And then once you find your niece, obviously, then you can start committing some some bigger capital to it. So that's probably the most interesting um, interesting thing for me, I think. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you've uh, you've been working with the team over here at Inventus Partners for a while now, and the team has been so stoked to get this product out there. But interested to hear some of the considerations that you made when choosing an agency to partner with to launch this amazing innovation. So, I mean, the the, um, the main thing for me was so again, I'll just I won't. I won't beat around the bush. <laughs> I just basically went onto Indiegogo and Kickstarter, looked for the most successful campaigns. And there were kind of like two or three agencies that came up. And obviously yours, your guys is one of them. Um, and I just went through, you know, explaining the product. Have you done anything like it? And and actually you guys, when you're talking about the sporting and medical world, really have got the best back catalogue. So for me, I was like, you've done this before. You have the audience groups. It's sort of, a, you know, it's a, a fairly tried and tested form. You know the publications that are going to write about this. You know the um, audiences that are going to respond positively to it. So, you know, that, that for me is probably one of the most important things. But then the other thing is timeliness is next to godliness. I'm not a religious man, but I like it when people are on time. And one of the other agencies, guy didn't show up. And then 45 minutes later, messaged me saying, oh, sorry, I'm late. 
And I was just like, no. <laughs> that doesn't fly. No, that doesn't fly. <laughs> um, so I appreciate sometimes things happen, but to, you know, to just not even bother getting anyone to put a message through is not good enough. Whereas you guys are always on time. Indeed. Well, listen, Will, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Yes. Let's give it a go. Let's do this. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Um, to be to be different, to be challenging myself, but to have an exciting life. Nice. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Um, I would actually go with Jake Burton, who um, was founder of Burton Snowboards, a big skier, big snowboarder. And, you know, he created the industry pretty much. Sadly, passed away, I think, last year. But, yeah, I would love to have met him. All right. Well, had you have met him before he had passed away, what would have been your first question for Jake? At what point did you think it wasn't going to work? And why did you carry on? Because everyone has a point where you think it's probably not going to work, but then something happens and you think, no, I'm going to keep going and keep pushing. Nice. What, um, what's a book that you might recommend to our listeners? So I'm not really a reader of kind of business books, but I, so I'm going to go for fiction and um, the George Smiley trilogy by John le Carré to me is, you know, I got lost for two or three months in that trilogy. Just fantastic. Right. You know, it's not kind of Jason Bourne espionage, but it's fantastic. So, yeah, I would really recommend that trilogy to anyone. Nice. Um, what advice, Will, would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their invention? Um, I've, I've got my sort of two things, two favorite bits of advice. Um, one, I got on a chairlift. Sadly, not from Jake Burton, but on a chairlift with a guy. And he said, but talking about the five P's, and this is just when I'd started, left, left investment banking, left asset management, was just starting out. And he's like, five P's, Will, perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. So even when you think you've checked everything, check it again. Uh, and that always stays with me. Um, and then the other is for my uncle. And he said to me, yeah, don't, don't be afraid of failure because everyone everyone fucks up, everyone fails. It's how you pick yourself up and you learn from it. So don't mope around because things will go wrong. No one, no one just, you know, walks through life and has amazing successes all the time. I, that's what I say to you. I make mistakes, hundreds of mistakes every day. And as long as you're not making the same mistakes more than sort of two or three times, you know, you're just learning and you're just getting better. And then it, it's great. And But too many people are afraid of failure. They're afraid of what their friends think if their business doesn't work out. They're afraid of, of what their family might think. Um, and you talked to, to everyone. There was a great interview with Richard Branson uh, I read a few weeks ago. And he was saying that in the early days, you know, one evening, this is back in the old school when you knew your bank manager. He said he got home from the office at 11 o'clock at night because he'd been working hard. And his bank manager was on the doorstep. And he goes to go in. The bank manager's like, no, I'm having those keys. And he said, no, like, come on, <laughs> just give me till the morning. And then spent all night trying to you know, work things out. He managed to call in a few favors from some friends and managed it to get things going. And, you know, we all know the success he's become. And there's so, I mean, every entrepreneur you talk to will have a, a situation like that. No one just comes up with an idea and it works. Nice. All right. Last question, Will. And I know you just launched your first Indiegogo campaign, but still interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Well, that's a good question. So I would say 
it will become more and more about, well, again, off the cuff, more and more about testing audiences, because I think that's what's quite interesting for me and, and also price points, actually, because I know sort of Kickstarter did start out a bit slightly differently. But just talking from my personal experience, we touched on audiences earlier, but also quite interesting to look at price points because uh, you obviously have your different perk levels and things like that. And so you're able at the end of the campaign to take that and say, okay, well, at this price, we're flying, but at this one, or oh, maybe not. And so, and it gives you that you're an you can try that in a very short period of time versus, you know, putting it on a site, doing it, you know, change. And also people don't like RRPs changing all the time when you, when you, if you're working with retailers rather than direct to consumer, you can't go messing around with like, you know, flash sales here, RRP changing here. That doesn't fly. So, um, so I think that's probably my answer straight off the cuff. Nice. Well, Will, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to give our audience your final pitch, tell people where they should go and why they should check out 10 Deep. Yeah, well, thanks very much. So, I mean, all I'd say to you guys is if you want to move better, no matter what you do in your life, you can move better and 10 will help you move better. It's used by international soccer stars. It's used by international rugby players. It's used by my friend George, who couldn't move his shoulder. It's used by my uncle, who's got terrible arthritis. All of them say this thing helps them move better. So please go and check us out on Indiegogo. Please support us. Even if even if it's not quite right for you, please just share it with anyone who you think wants to move better, wants to get the joy of movement back. And thanks very much for listening. And yeah, I wish you all the best. Amazing. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign over on Indiegogo. And of course, I got to thank our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Will, thank you again for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Pleasure. Well, thanks for having me, Roy. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.